You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. We're here at the back table of The Comedy Cellar. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. I'm here, as always, with Mr. Dan... Daniel Natterman. As always, unless I'm doing some sort of corporate gig or synagogue function. Which is... Uh, and uh, Or in Aruba with Ray. And one, mm-hmm. so we haven't seen him in a long time. One of the funniest guys in the world, Mr. Mike Lawrence, is hey, here. man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, he says that about... Uh, no, that's no, no I everybody. don't, actually. But, 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 Let the compliment lay. You know, I... <laughs> I need this. Mike, Mike and I are Facebook friends, and, and, you know, I really think the you can really... Not everybody can be funny on Facebook, and, and he's really, really, really funny on Facebook. Thanks, man. And uh, he always, always makes me laugh. And he loves superheroes, uh, which um, my son loves superheroes. So uh, I kind of connect with him on that, too. And I, I send him little... Did the same articles that come up in my feed come up in your feed? Yeah. Yeah, so I said, like, I don't need to send him this stuff. It's all pretty <laughs> fascinating. And tomorrow, the new Avengers movie is coming out. Are you going to go see it tomorrow? Oh, yeah. You are going to go see it. I'm going to see it with coworkers, and I'm not sure they're ready to see me cry. Like... <laughs> If it's good, I'll cry. If it's bad, I'll cry. I'm going to cry. You love, it, you love it that much? Oh, yeah. It's my sports. I get the shirt. I got the action figures. Like, I'm invested. Yeah. Well, you mentioned work, co-workers. So you're in town. You got a new job or something? Yeah. Well, why don't we... Uh, uh, crashing season chit-chat three. Chit-chat about that. Oh, you're on the writing staff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That show gets better and better every season. I haven't seen the third season, but it seems to get... It, it grew a lot from season one to season two. You watch it, Dan? Oh, you're featured in it. Well, yeah. I, I've been in a couple episodes. <clears throat> I'm not a regular watcher, uh, but uh, I... I uh, you watched the episode you were in. <laughs> oh, I didn't, that's actually the episode I don't watch, because oh. I don't like to see myself on screen. I'm not uh, thrilled with either my voice or my physicality. But um, I mostly watch things that have a French audio track. So if it doesn't have a French right. audio track, it's likely I'm not going to watch it. So, so Mike, you're, you're in high demand now as a writer. Yeah, man, it's been nice. You you were you wrote for Amy Schumer, right? Yeah. And uh, and now you're writing for Crashing. Who did Judd hire you? Yeah. Is he is he very hands on in that whole? Yeah, he's awesome. It, it, he's <laughs> yeah, he's a part of it and everything. Yeah. He is amazing, right? He's and, a genius, and he does so much stuff. Did you see the Gary Shandling documentary? Loved it. Fantastic. He's amazing. He reads book. I don't read books, and I don't have like a twentieth of the schedule that guy does, and he reads. He, he reads. He gets so much stuff done. He yeah. answers emails. I'll tell you, he's it, relaxed. What, what's interesting to me about Judd Apatow are none of those things, although it's all valid. <laughs> it's the fact that he seems to have a stable marriage and doesn't seem to be like the kind of guy that cheats on his wife. Like he seems to be like a good monogamous husband, a doting father, and that this marriage could actually go the distance, which in Hollywood is a rare thing. But that to me is most. Of course, I don't know. I, 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 I Mike I, probably knows. Yeah. <laughs> Right, he loves his family. I, I, I don't he's know, very, but it seems yeah. to me, if I had to bet... You wouldn't say that about me? You don't think I have that kind of... <laughs> yeah, but you're, you are you do, but you're not a Hollywood Mogul. big shot. You also don't want those guys to like openly brag about that all the time, you know? Like, if the guy's like, oh, I'm great with my family, then it's oh, just yeah. like... Well, uh, yeah. no, but just be... That's not like when, when someone's like, but he's there for his kids. I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to be. Well, that, I, But that's just... I. I he doesn't brag, that. but that's the vibe that you get. Now, it could yeah. be completely wrong. 
I could be off 100%, that feels but very if I had right. to go yeah. by the vibe, that's no, the yeah. vibe that I would Family do. guy, yeah. He, he, did, he did promise me some, uh, he listens to the show sometimes. He did promise me that he was going to give me notes on our Comedy Central pilot, and uh, I sent him the pilot, and I, I, I'm afraid that he thought it was so crappy, he couldn't bring himself to even to, to give me notes about it. <laughs> And, I don't know. Uh, and th that worries me. Well, <clears throat> it's possible, but how can you go wrong? Or he was so jealous he couldn't. <laughs> how, even if the pilot wasn't good, which I haven't seen it, the idea is good, such that it's official. It's been announced. You, well, you need a French audio track. Well, we're gonna have a French <laughs> audio track. Yeah, no, the pilot, the pilot was pretty good, but it it wasn't nearly what, what but, I wanted. But I how wanted. can you go wrong? Mike, you're familiar. You know about the Comedy Central pilot with that Ray Allen and, and Noam are producing yeah, yeah. together. Oh, Dan's doing that just to bug me. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. <laughs> I'm doing that to, to broach the subject because... Go um, ahead, go ahead, Dan. Anyhow, um, are you familiar with the format? It's comics telling yeah, jokes yeah. about the week's event. How can you go wrong with good comics telling good jokes about the week's events? No, I mean, if it, it, as long as the jokes are good... Then what could go? What could possibly make it a bad show? Well, you had to see the you had to see the uh, iterations of the pilot. What what risked making it a bad show was that they tried to weigh it down with a lot of clever presentation and graphics and and screen wipes and and jokey uh, interest you know interstitial graphic things and then they. They shot the table, but they but they didn't shoot it at the real table, and they shot it over there, and it was kind of like wasn't wasn't contentious like the table. So these are the things that were going wrong. But well, what's the fear that kids won't watch? I don't it, know it's what like it is. if you look at like like the MTV presentation of what television is. It's like I remember I was pitching a show to different networks, and you know when I pitched to like MTV, it was like. It was like a game show, and they're like, yeah, but can we add this and this and this and this? And I'm like, you can, but then I'm just selling you the shows you already have. <laughs> right. <laughs> you yeah, know? Well, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was facing. Yeah. And, uh, and I tried to beat them back, and I just, like, we have the best comedians in the world. I, I compared it, to, <laughs> I compared it to, to, uh, to Jeopardy. I said, look, there's a million game shows. The game show that's better than all of them that lasts forever is Jeopardy. They say, good evening. Welcome to Jeopardy. First question. Yeah. And that's like, just get into, like, what? this is what people want to see. Don't We don't give a shit about anything else. It, it's First fun. joke, boom. Jeopardy has, like, tried to get sexier over the years, and it doesn't work. Like, they, they have this thing called the Clue Crew you ever see? No, I haven't seen it. So if you get, like, a Daily Double or something like that, they'll have, like, like say the topic is Afghanistan. The guy would be like, I'm in Afghanistan, and they have, like, some young guy, and he's, like, standing outside of some monument. It's like, you don't need to do that. And it falls flat, I bet. Yeah, or they'll have a celebrity. If the topic is Seinfeld, they'll have like Jason Alexander saying the N word. Ask the <laughs> but, question. But no, he, he's the one who didn't. Yeah. Oh, I think I was Michael the, Richards. I was the Michael Richards. Yeah. <laughs> it's even better if Jason Alexander says. <laughs> I didn't do it, Jerry. <laughs> I love them all. All that's true, but Jeopardy's demographic is what it is. Whereas Comedy Central feel, feels like they need to appeal to, uh, I guess, the well, Instagram no, was, generation it, it, it was, and the 25 and under. Oh, yeah. it, it wasn't Comedy Central that, that was pushing me in this direction. It was the production company I was working with, and I think we all agreed. I, I think Comedy Central actually took my side on this. They wanted the authenticity of yeah. what the show is. Yeah, yeah they wanted a, more, a little more docu-style, as, as we say, and um, they, they wanted us to streamline it. That's awesome. So, and it, but, the, but I still lost other... There was other things, battles I lost. I don't know if this is interesting. Like... We, we shot the pilot the week that Trump called Haiti a shithole country. Yeah. And Will Sylvance got up there that week, 
mm-hmm. and did like a 45-second, really heartfelt, I found it moving, kind of little presentation about what Trump said. And then he finished it with a really funny joke. And the audience, I mean, it, was, it, was just, it was just a wonderful little moment. Yeah. And I shot it with a handheld camera, actually. And I pulled in tight on Will's face because Will has an interesting face. And it was real emotion going on. And I thought it was very powerful footage. And I wanted to put it in the pilot. And the people who were making it, I got vetoed on that. And I said, well, this, this, would, this is the kind of thing that if I was a viewer, what I would watch, I'd find it interesting. And it's the kind of thing that could go viral. Yeah. The week, remember how hot everybody was that week when Trump called Haiti's shit all country? So, well, it's but like they, every other channel is having the white guy in the suit comment on it. Be the show that has the Haitian guy the coming Haitian on guy, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it got yeah. taken out of the pilot. But then I think if, if we had it to do over, I think I would win that yeah, I battle agree. I agree with you, obviously. If it's a heartfelt moment, just because it's a comedically oriented show doesn't mean you can't have a heartfelt moment. Well, if it, it ends on a the joke, joke, then he sticks the landing. Why, why did they not want it in? Um, I think uh, they uh, they were timid timidity. I think they were just afraid to be that to make that bold kind of statement. I don't know. I mean, I feel like fortune favors the brave, and and you have to have a certain self confidence. Like, listen, I know I would watch this. I know I would find that interesting. That would go viral. That's to me like that's the stuff that goes viral. The stuff that like. You know, people always talk about how the internet sometimes is ruining comedy and YouTube and all that, but it is a real democracy. You know what I mean? Like, Vine died. People were like, we don't want six seconds of content. And John Oliver clips that are 27 minutes get millions of views. That's like, right. I always think people are, like, the audience is always smarter than we give them credit for. It's exactly what the, the long lines of what I was thinking and the, and the pitch that I made. And... Um so, anyways, I lost that one. I also lost a battle about the um, Rich Vosges one. Hey, Rich, about the uh, the camera shots. Yeah. Because I thought they should be tighter and less editing. I went back and first of all, I looked at the way crashing is shot. They crashing when they shot down here. Yeah. It really felt like you were in the comedy cellar. Yeah. And that's actually not even any big difficult thing to accomplish. It's just the decision to allow the footage to look like you're in the comedy cellar rather than try to push to create the illusion that you're in a bigger room or whatever it is. So I wanted it to look like that and I wanted it to be tight shots because I feel like when you see the, when you see somebody's face there's a certain critical distance that if you see somebody's face you pick up on kind of a lot of emotions and things that you don't even realize you're picking up on which changes how you perceive what they're saying like in a conversation. And I feel like these shot these shots that are far away are not very effective. And I went back and watched like old Ed Sullivan show footage and old uh, um, Lenny Bruce footage, and I found that the footage that stood the test of time was quite simple. It was close, not a lot of cutting between cameras, and that's the way I wanted the show to look. Still the way I want the show to look. And again, they wanted bells and whistles and this and that and shoot and show the whole audience and a shot from behind his head and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I was against that stuff. So, anyway, Rich Voss. Hey, how's it going? Good. So, Rich Rich came up. He, Rich was here our opening week in Vegas. Ah, I was, oh. a, I, was a, I was wondering whether I should mention oh, second week that. In Vegas. Yeah. Mention Vegas, but as long yeah. as you brought it up, yes. Let's I was there the second week. Great room. Great room. Uh, a lot of fun. I, I mean, I, 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 I've worked Vegas for over 20 years. I've done 10 different rooms there. Uh, and I'm not saying it because it's you, but it was, it's a great room. It's a great room. It's a masterpiece. It, Say it. it. Don't I, be afraid. It's not a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. I'm a masterpiece when I'm on stage in a great room. Rich Voss <laughs> plus, plus Com- Comedy Cellar Vegas with Rich Voss on stage is a, it's, masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. That is uh, the place to be in the United States of America when that's happening. Can I tell you, 
can I tell you one of the one of the intros that the host gave me one night? Mark Cohen. Yeah. Mark, okay. uh, my here's my intro. I told him. Uh, I kept it simple. I said, uh, two-time Oscar writer, just shot an hour special. Easy. He write, He goes up, he goes, our, our next act, two-time Oscar writer, and he's here to try new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get that? How did he get weed, from an weed. hour special? He's here. But he did a great job. The people I worked with the week uh, were, were great. It was fun. It was a great time. Yeah, you know, too, uh, bad, too bad they're snuffing it out. They're snuffing. They're killing this baby in the crib. Well, it cannot happen because I'm there next week. It Somehow, might happen. You guys have to come. I will be the moderator if I have to, and, and get this fucking thing. I don't care really what happens after the week after I'm there, but next week. So well, what happens no. in Vegas only lasts a couple weeks. No, what, that, what's I, going I on? <laughs> is it is it so? There's no shows this weekend. Uh, there's no. We 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 are at an impasse in terms of. Um, Listen, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I don't want any bad feelings with the people that I'm uh, working with, but we're at an impasse and that we are, don't see eye to eye on certain key things. And I feel that if I, uh, if it stay, status quo remains, that uh, it's better just to close. And I, I don't want to run around. I but, can't run around. But the here's, here's yeah. my, and I don't know anything of what's yeah. going on. And as you know, as a businessman, nothing, nothing happens overnight. But when, when one party sees the other party is really bringing in a whole new clientele, because people that are coming to your club are going to go gamble. You're yeah. going to go gamble. Uh, so, they already gambled on seeing Rich Voss. So you know yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and they won. So, and they won. <laughs> so I don't know the particulars, and it's none of my business. But I, you want to see things work out because, you know, Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's ego. Sometimes it's just miscommunication. Listen, I have a lot of money sunk in there. I yes. want it to work out. I think that the uh, the club is fantastic for yes. that, for the real. You have celebrities coming in. We, we trended nationally. We have a TV show coming out in the fall. They, I don't think they have... I, I don't know what is the thinking of, of yes. the other side, but I think it has something to do with this. When you're dealing with an $8 billion company... They just don't respond to the same incentives no. that a, another small businessman would be. Even within their division, like the, the guy who makes his bonus from how many rooms are booked per year is not the guy who makes bonus from how much rent is collected. It's not the guy who makes his bonus from how much food is sold. So trying to work out a deal, with, then they, who the fuck knows? I All know. I know is that it's an opaque situation. I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what's motivating or what, what they're thinking, but I think we're going to end up walking away from it. That's what I think well, is going to happen. But no, um, whatever yeah. these disagreements are, were these not things addressed contractually prior to the opening of the club? Well, uh, I, that's the part I can't talk about. Okay. But uh, 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 we're trying... There, there, right. There's some errors. Two questions. Yes, sir. I would like to do that TV show that you got coming out. That's one. That's not a question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, there's one of the guys I'm not a big fan of involved. But yeah. uh, also, two... I think if it doesn't happen next week, I I need to get loaded up here. You will be. You will <laughs> be. You will be. So can we talk about oh, no, no. Joy Reid? Oh, but who's Amon, that? you want to well, join we us? Have a, uh, who's Joy Reid? Uh, Joy Reid is the. Uh, you guys don't know about Joy Reid? Yes, he's a, one of your guests. Joy, <laughs> Joy no. Reid. You know about Joy. This is Aman. No. Let me give. Let me get oh, Aman's no. intro. Uh, Aman Ali. Yes, indeed. Is an award winner. What award? 
Uh, I have been nominated for a Pulitzer and then an Emmy as well. But winning, what award winning? Award. Well, then I want, as a reporter, I used to be a reporter before I did stand-up, so I won a few. Can you hear yeah, me now? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Uh, I won a few uh, breaking news awards from the Associated Press. So. Okay. Uh, Aman Ali is an award-winning storyteller and comedian in New York City. He's currently, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Not He's no currently the producer of the documentary Two Gods about a Muslim mortician in New Jersey using the lens of death to teach young boys that their own lives are worth living. Absolutely. So Joy Reid is this MSNBC uh, host who um, apparently had, had uh, blogged a lot of pretty nasty an oh, anti-gay yeah. anti stuff. Now, they caught her one time and she apologized, but now they found a whole bunch more stuff. And this time she's claiming that her that the Google was hacked, the, the Wayback Machine was hacked. Yeah, yeah I, I got no problem with somebody saying, you know what, 10, 15 years ago, I said some ignorant, stupid things. And just leave it at that. Stop making excuses, whatever. Like, I understand in 2018 there's more sensitivities, this and that. We've all been open micers. We've all said really stupid stuff we probably wouldn't uh, say as adults. Well, I was never an open micer. I went right into working. <laughs> right, right through, exactly. Yeah. I have a problem with it. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I, I don't really have a problem with it. That she's, she's come, she comes from the left. She's, she's quite a liberal. The liberal, typical mentality will not forgive somebody who said something bigoted in 1806. They, they think that they, they, they can't even judge something in its time and place in 1806. But they're ready to forgive someone who said something bigoted in 2006? I find that hypocritical. I'm all for you about judging people in their place and time. They can change. But... You can't pick and choose. You can't say, you know, uh, we, we have no sympathy for Thomas Jefferson. Never mind what error he wrote, but Joy Reid can say nasty things about gays, but because she's, she's on our side, we're going to forgive it. That's what I, what I, uh, that's what I think. And then this guy, Kevin Williamson, you know about this? Mike, I, you wouldn't, nobody, uh, nobody, nobody about that. I, I feel I like Joy Reid can make it right if she just apologizes to Rachel Maddow's haircut. I think <laughs> that everything will be okay. Well, they, but the left, I think the left picks and chooses who they throw under the bus. They, right. have, thrown, oh, yeah. they have thrown their own under the bus in, in, in the last, you know, year or so. It's Not an electric-powered bus? Oh, yeah. You know, really Al Franken, yeah. What's that? Al, yeah, yeah, Al Franken, they white, throw on the white bus. Male. They'll throw a white male under the bus if, he, if they have a... Oh. But even that, if, because because they were they had they had a bigger picture in mind. They needed him out of the way because they wanted to run against uh, this this child. This Roy Moore, yeah, yeah, Roy yeah. Moore. They have to have yeah. the higher ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, now I think now I think Franken will probably run it for a reelection. I mean, the left is always going to suffer for having to try to appeal to everyone, whereas the right just has to appeal to their fan base. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then this guy, so Kevin Williamson was a, was hired in the Atlantic magazine, and he got fired. Uh, because he had some anti-abortion views or whatever, it's it's ridiculous. They, they they don't believe in free speech. How did now, did he say abortion sucks? No, what he said was he he didn't he he previous he had said at one time that uh, and what's his name Gold, Goldberg is the guy the editor. He had said at one time that he he thought abortion was murder, and he so felt that it truly was murder that he felt however murder is punished. That's the way you should be punished for it. Like if he could write the law, so that if 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 abortion, if murder is punished by life in prison, you should get life in prison. And if it's published, and if it's punished by capital punishment, even though he didn't support capital punishment, he thinks that's the way because it should be punished because he didn't see any way to distinguish it from murder. Now, you can agree or disagree. Certainly a logical position, and he had the balls to say it rather than most people who say abortion is murder. And then when you say, really, do you want to? put them in jail for life, they start 
backtracking and giving non-logical, mushy but this answers. this guy's just a writer? Yeah. So they found it in Whoa. his past, and the left uh, screamed bloody murder, and he got fired. This was a big thing. But, but Joy uh, Reid's still on the air. How far, how far do you think they're allowed to go back to ruin careers? How far? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I would say, Twitter, when did Twitter start? Twitter started like 07, 08. Oh, okay, so I'll say 010 or even 012 or, or 12, and then maybe before that, hey, you have a pass, unless you're just a flat-out racist, anti-Semitic, right. uh, you know, homophobe. Now, this lady that went after the gay people, uh, was she white? Uh, she's black. She's black. She's black. So, and politically correct, or I could get, I could get bashed for this, but... <laughs> uh, a minority has a pass right there sometimes with the left to say what they want. Good day, sir. You don't think so? Of course, of course. Yeah. Okay, what, what, so. what Joy Reid said, if, and you probably she, know better than I do, she was making fun of Charlie Chris, the governor of Florida at the time, and kind of teasing whether or not he's in the no, closet. No, she said a lot more than that. Oh, she said more than that. Yeah, she said that she couldn't, she couldn't even watch Broke Mountain because it was disgusting. Oh, okay, and that, I didn't, I didn't and see that, that one. And that uh, gays uh, prey on young boys. And she said all kinds of oh, gotcha. all kinds of stuff. Now, but she's not, she's not anti-Semitic or... Uh, I don't know. She's, she's, I mean, it usually, it's, it's, she's, it's not, she's it's a usually, dummy. But, but I don't think they should the fire whole, her. It's usually the whole package. Can it's not usually the, after one. It's Go ahead. No, I uh, broke back. It wasn't just he felt that the, the movie had a, a weak second act. She, she <laughs> <laughs> that it had the line, you boys ain't fishing. Like someone literally says that in that movie. <laughs> I don't know. When Michelle Williams finds out that they went on a fishing trip and that they were having sex. She's like, you boys ain't fishing. It's and a good they line. Uh, so, yeah. hey, you know, so, so remember we, Randy Quaid was in that movie? He just like plays a guy with binoculars, like angrily looking at them. He while wouldn't watch it. I, it's, it's just gross. Oh, gross me out. Whoa, no. I'm <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm kidding. I'm a comic. I'm allowed. What about Moonlight? Uh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I don't think he should have won the Oscar. He didn't even have a big enough role in it. I think he's a great actor and he's good in a lot of stuff. I don't think he deserved the Oscar for that. Oh, was that I that did. movie about the gay? Uh, yeah. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. I thought it was. It uh, was okay, but second he, rate. I'll tell you the great. A you great have to movie. see the end. It sets up the new Avengers film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You see the Florida after the credits, right? Watch yeah. the Florida project. That's a good. Anyhow, I don't want to get into yeah. movies, but listen, if 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 you're pro gay or anti gay, one isn't better than the other. I can't attack somebody for being anti-gay if that's what they believe sure. but, it, but you can't bash somebody if you're against it if you're not listen no, everybody's not huh I don't agree with you well you think everybody should everybody doesn't believe the same way oh, no. I'm not saying I don't think you can be openly anti-gay and still say yeah. you're part of the left that's not I, I'm not saying you can be openly gay but everybody isn't as open-minded as, as someone like you or somebody from the east coast or the west coast or they're not as open-minded. They, they don't... This is what I think. I think that uh, most people... And I'm not sticking up for them. I'm not sticking up for them. I'm just saying... Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make... you got to be consistent. You, I, I see what you're saying. This is what yes. I think. I think most people... What, what is... What, go, 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 did you order something, Mike? Yeah, I ordered Yeah, just put it down. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That, uh, I think that most people, uh, virtually everybody I know, <laughs> has something that they believe... That they know that they can't say publicly. Sure. Yes. And sure. I and I think that's terrible. I think that 
uh, somebody should be somebody should be anti somebody's anti gay. Bash them all you want. They should not yes. be. They should not call for them to lose their jobs. Yes, I agree. Enough of this fucking taking people's jobs. Let people have the the uh, security to speak their minds and have a real honest debate, not a fucking fraudulent for show. Kabuki dance debate. Well, you that's know? what I if just you said. That, that's uh, what you said. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. That everybody yeah, isn't on the same. Everybody's not supposed to agree and believe in the same thing because then we all are fucking robots. Now, ever, there's you know, freedom of speech, but also yeah. if a company thinks that an employee is going to cost them money, it's their freedom to fire them. Yeah, but but they right. should. But I'm saying culturally, this should all stop. First of all, sure. I don't. I don't think that the, com- the people ever really cost the company money. Laura Ingram actually. Uh, 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 they stood by Laura Ingram, and it and it and it. Um, they they came. The advertisers will come back, but it, it's putting blood in the water. And some company needs to say, "Listen, we believe in free speech. We don't endorse this guy's views, but we think it's an interest. He, he represents." A large number of people who live in this country. Sure. So let's have it out. You well, know? but even you know him would, would would put a limit on that. No, at some, I at some point, if somebody was saying openly that you know uh, we should we should commit genocide against certain races or whatever or, or which things, what, which, I, ra- which races? <laughs> but that's what I'm but, saying. But like, I'm saying even you would have a limit in terms of who I, you would tolerate as an employee. I, I used to think that. I don't feel that way. I think now. I, I be, I'm I think that the, the I'm so turned off by where things have gone. I I think that I'm an absolutist. If I have an employee like an employee works for me here, right, or wherever, any employee that works for you wherever, and and somebody I have an employee here who I knew was like uh, some, a Holocaust denier or whatever it is, I would not care. Like, now like, what if they go on stage and talk about denying the Holocaust? It depends on how the audience reacts. Well, uh, Nick works here. <laughs> <laughs> Nick DiPaolo. But now, <laughs> I didn't say if Joy Reid's audience reacts no. negatively, then is MSNBC see doing the wrong thing. No, if Joy Reid's audience reacts so, negatively, but no, I, I think it's the opposite here. MSNBC is standing by her hypocritically when they attack anybody else who ever said any, any such thing, you know? And I'm saying, fine, MSNBC, stand by her, and then stop calling for other people to get fired as well, and let people speak their minds, and if the audience doesn't like it, the audience will stop watching. That's what I'm saying. I, There's nothing wrong with saying this person said some crazy things, and I'm not going to watch. Just leave it alone. Why? It's the extra... This person must be fired. This must person must let's take him off the air. That's yes. where the issue is. And if you're getting so mad over someone's tweets from nine years ago, you got to re-examine your life. Like, Listen, you know what I mean? Like, I, if something yeah. makes you that mad in this country uh, of a tweet from nine years ago, like I'm going to tell you something both. else. I th- I'm sorry, Rich. I, was, I, was I think there's a phenomenon. My wife suffers from it, but it's 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 very human. I think it's one of our human uh, biases, which is that we can't put things we can't comprehend uh the size of things hear me out so like when somebody gets kidnapped and kept in a basement in iowa oh my wife or which was my first credit yeah my my (laughs) wife all of a sudden says don't let the kids play out outside she cannot somehow comprehend that okay one kid is it's one in a you know 400 million chance the kid is way more at risk just walking under a a piece of you know pottery. So, and I think this happens even with sophisticated people in corporate America. A couple of fucking bloggers or you know some dumb organization calls for somebody's head, and these people lose their minds thinking that 300 million Americans really care about this stuff. Americans don't really care. It's like the Louis thing. We've been through this. Like, yeah. there's, there's a few bloggers going nuts about Louis. Right. But in everyday life, nobody's saying he didn't do anything wrong. 
But nobody, I don't know anybody saying, I hope he never performs again. They yeah. shifted. Most well, people were like, you, it was kind of gross, you know, it was, you know. But the corporate America is reacting to these few loud mouths well, what do you, who well, are sure, extreme. What do you think about, do you think Starbucks jumped the gun or reacted excessively in declaring a, uh, you know, May 29th that they're going to close all their stores and immediately issuing an apology? Uh, do you think they went too far then? I don't know. Aman, what's your opinion? Uh, By the way, Aman has, yeah, Aman has a whole Muslim thing that uh, we'll we should to, talk yeah, to. No, we'll get to that. No, I think, I think they were just scared of the backlash. Uh, they're, they didn't want it to fester, so they let this go above and beyond. Is it above and beyond in hindsight? Sure. But I think it's from a corporate perspective, not my perspective. From a corporate perspective, it's safer to go above and beyond than do nothing at all. Like they couldn't, they didn't want to risk not doing anything but uh, but apropos what Gnome was saying they're 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 are they poisoning the water are they creating blood are they giving blood in the whatever you said yeah i mean you know by immediately without it seemed to me without any further investigation assuming this was a racist incident which by the way it does look like it from what i know of it but they immediately concluded that okay but when you starbucks has what a hundred thousand employees like is it a shock that 200,000? Yeah. yeah. So and, you, and somebody does something... I mean, these are people. They, Starbucks didn't raise them. Starbucks hired them. Of course they have some racists working make, at Starbucks. The whole company has to shut down? Well, also, two people make mistakes when they see somebody not ordering food in their store. They go, you know, order or get out. You know, what they don't... These are young kids. They're 22, 21. They don't know anything about I, life. I, I have to tell you, even, even the way the story was written, yeah. it, it describes them as young entrepreneurs, but doesn't say what their business yeah. is. Yeah. Well, they, like, had a, they had a real estate meeting. My, yeah. my favorite thing was a when they were like, <laughs> when the owner met with them, like at the Starbucks to oh. like discuss things. And you know he was just like, "Hey, you the two black guys that we arrested?" <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was just saying, like, like how like, yeah. awkward that must oh, have been oh, yeah. when that CEO. Like some kind of peace summit. No, but or he something, did meet yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah he, he had did. like a peace summit. Uh, and then, like a day after, that's when the whole sensitivity thing happened. I think I think Dunkin' Donuts was behind it. <laughs> Here's what I what I want They're Starbucks from Dunkin' Donuts. What I want Starbucks to do is when you order the coffee, you type in your name and you spell it out and you phonetically write it out so they know how to pronounce it, and then all the hack jokes about getting your name wrong die, and people <laughs> feel less racially. Uh, hurt. I think, like you said, people are outraged. They're outraged if they're not outraged. They yes. find there's people, you know, the internet is not for everybody. Certain people shouldn't have a platform. And like you say, a couple people, look, I, for example, I drink Vita Water. If Vita Water was uh, sponsoring MSNBC or whatever, you, or, or Fox, and that stuff happened, I'm still drinking Vita Water. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not into, uh, you know, attacking. It's it, it's 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 the mentality of of just getting everybody to pretend they're against, you know, the company or boycott. I'm not into that crap because well, they, we get angry about the wrong. Like I'm upset that Chick Fil A is homophobic. But as a fat guy, I'm more upset they're closed on Sundays. Like when I think of which policy has negatively impacted my life more, is it really good? Chick- people say it's really good. It's, it's in, I saw, unbelievable. I saw one uh, driving home the other day. Apparently, there's one in Manhattan now. Uh, yeah, yeah it's on 30, uh, it was funny, 36. They have one at NYU when this whole like alleged homophobia stuff happened with Chick Fil A. The students at NYU try to boycott, but then they're like. Uh, but it's so delicious, and like they weren't able to like. Listen, organize I have, I have no problem with the idea of a boycott. I mean, 
Martin Luther King spoke of boycotting back in the 60s, certain companies. Yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola, I think, was one of them. Yeah, he boycotted having sex with Coretta instead had sex with everyone else. Wheezy. <laughs> Allegedly. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, Amir, against the very notion of boycotting companies as an absolute matter. Well, I mean, you know, if, if, if during World War II, if... if uh, Mercedes was actually making the ovens at the time. I could see boycotting, you know, Mercedes-Benz cars for t t because they're actually doing something that's killing people. Uh, actually, if somebody wanted to boycott Apple <laughs> because they're using little Chinese slave labor to build the phones, that would make sense to me. But to boycott a company because somebody believes something, uh, no, I, I don't, I don't believe I, in I that. think that's fair. If you don't yes. like the policies, if you don't like the way they treat their employees, and you don't want to support that business, that seems fair to me. You, it, you can. Yes. I'm not saying it should right. be legal. Sure. I just think it's it's opportunistic, and and I again, I really I think what it's doing is shutting down and changing our culture in terms of our respect for open discussion of things. And I think that's a tremendous price to pay. I think that the much better than boycott is to refute it and to show where they're wrong and win the debate, not force people under the rock where they're still going to believe it and they speak to their own little audience. And it's, it's you know, and we get it. That's why people go into the bubble. Well, well, the far left and the far right, both hijacked, both parties. And there's no in-between. Right. You're listening to, you're listening to two extremes fighting nonstop, and the middle person, the moderate person, really has no say anymore, and, you know, they're stuck, and they, half of them are going, I don't give a fuck. Do you but, think it's going to get worse and worse, or do you think there's finally the rise of the middle? I, I, You're asking I, Rick Voss? I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> listen, I... That's a good. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get some good ones. You're really funny on serious. Anyhow, uh, I, I don't know if it's gonna, yeah, it's going to get worse because it's getting worse. It is. It's no. getting. It's been getting worse and worse. I looked at an old video of mine, or or I listened to an old bit, and this is from 12 years ago. And I go, I said something like, oh, "Man, this world is falling apart with political correctness." We also know it's was, old because uh, you called it a video. Or it could have been. <laughs> it was audio, but it could. It was. But whatever. It was a CD. It was in your old CD. It was one of them, and I'm listening. On, it was on the radio, and I'm going, you know, this is 12 or 14 years ago. So since You're an then. Oracle. What's that? You were yeah. an oracle. You were yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I'm, I'm way ahead of my time. I mean, I'm like, you know. So, yeah, it's going to get worse. It's going to get, people are getting fired right and left. People are running scared. Everybody's divided in this country. It's, it's just, you know. Anyway, so you but I think it's also, um, did you, you want to say no, that? Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. No, no I was signaling to. Yeah, but there is, like, the business of outrage. Right. You know, I think, like, there is a lot of justified outrage and people should be angry, but it's, like, when you have somebody like an Owen Benjamin and he's saying, yeah. like, angry, hateful things, he's making money off that from his sure. fan base, and then the people blogging against it are also making money off it. Like, right. when that woman did the uh, cancel Colbert thing, was it Suyi Park? This oh, was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Colbert made the joke about Asians, and then she, you know... Started the hashtag cancel Colbert. She started doing like college speaking tours. Like she yeah. got road gigs based on the anger. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because she found an audience that wants to hear what she has to say. But that's also now you can get a fan base just by being angry about something. Well, well that's what I'm saying. So much of uh, outrage and even boycotts 
back in the day, it was people were outraged because they wanted something to be done. But a lot these days, a lot of it is, I just want to show people that I feel this way. So it's a way of displaying like this hashtag or changing my Facebook profile to this or boycotting so I can feel good and show my friends that yeah. Uh, I don't drink Starbucks for this reason, but in reality, like nobody really cares, and didn't, it's not going to make. Didn't Starbucks do something kind of ultra diversity oriented a few months ago? They had yeah, something, yeah, they cups or something, or? black and white shake. There was Happy Holidays, they had a Happy Holidays, and one. Merry Christmas. Yeah. They've done, they've done was, some a lot of great like LGBT stuff and. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. So listen, Aman, you 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 are yes. you're a Muslim comic. You're you're, you're Indian. I'm Indian. Uh, my, my wife's half Indian. Okay, um, I, I, and therefore his kids are a quarter Indian. My kids are a quarter Indian, okay. and one and one thirty second Native American, just like Elizabeth Warren, by the way, according of to our, according to our twenty three me. <laughs> so, uh, so what's what's your your story about the whole Islam thing? How how's that affect you well, in your career and all that? It, it, it was interesting because I've been doing stand up now for about twelve years, and I felt you know. When I first started doing stand-up, I felt, oh, I got to do these jokes about 9-11. Can I just ask you, how does, it, how does it feel to be sitting next to the legendary Rich Voss? Uh, I know, right? Well, how come Co we don't... If you're funny, you're funny, you know? <laughs> um, but for me, I felt the need, oh, I always need to address my ethnicity, my faith, or this or that. But I'm like, I got TSA pre-check. I've never been detained. Why am I talking whoa, about... Whoa, whoa, what? And the problem, with nine, the problem with 9 jokes is they never land the way you want them oh, to. Oh, of course. And like, but so for me, I was just like, wait, I'm an awkward. You guys brown are laughing at puns. <laughs> but like, I'm an awkward brown kid from Ohio. Like, why can't I just talk about that? I, why do I feel the need to like? What part of Ohio? Columbus, Ohio. Is it me or is 9/11 in a perverse way uh, catapulted the careers oh, of, sure. of Muslim comedians? For sure. Look at Vito Vidala. But Trump is well, no question. Like, so I, I can't. Sorry, go ahead. Right, no, you go. No, 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 no. And it's been a blessing in disguise. Like obviously, it's horrible with all the hate crimes and this and that. But like, it's created a curiosity. We're the exotic fruit, and so I take advantage of that. You know, my my agent once said, as long as people hate Muslims, like you're gonna get gigs. Like, but and why, I'm like, thank you for it. Why well, just talk about 9/11? There's so many other, you know, uh, uh, trains in, uh, <laughs> in in London. Exactly, so much diversity. Paris. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I like the conspiracy yeah. theorist who's like, 9/11 was caused by Muslim comedians who just wanted more work. And that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And so for me, I, I don't feel it as limiting. It's like, why? Why can't I just talk about cereal for 10 minutes? Why can't I talk about other things? But, but no, there's the elephants in the room as a comic when you see a shiny bald head and a beard. Like, okay, well, I want to know I, what this I is say about. One reason is, is because cereal's been, been beaten to death. Maybe not cereal, but the, the, the normal topics that comedians right. talk about exactly. have been beaten to death. It's like we had, a, we had a trans comedian on recently, yeah. forgot her name, Jane McBride, I believe. Yeah. Um, or Jamie. And we, I think we were having this discussion, like she talks about normal things. But you know what? Normal things is kind of. We is kind of played out. You I want to hear, hear about trans, exactly. the trans experience. Uh, I well, think the I'm more personal you are, as a, for me, a comic when they're when when you're personal, that's what I want to hear because right. you know observational. When I leave the room, if I know about him, then I leave knowing about him, or do I leave the room going, "Oh, he was funny." What did he right. say? I don't know. Well, I, what, I, what I meant by that true. was I thought I was telling jokes that I thought people wanted to hear initially. I right. thought they wanted to hear being stereotyped or being profiled to be a terrorist, but I'm like, that's not my life. Like, I'm this awkward, weird kid that nobody knows where I'm from and has ignorant questions, and so I was talking about myself, but initially I was like, oh, this is what people want here. I know in a lot of black comics, they say, oh, I need to be this loud, theatrical, like, pulled over by the cops and all these stereotypes that people have. Oh, you mean um, every black comic. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they write jokes that they think people want, and that's what I thought I was doing. I wasn't writing about, I wasn't being true to myself. I'm like, 
I'm a kid from Ohio. Like, I've never really had people yell hateful, ignorant things to me, like, from the Midwest. Well, then, give, yeah, but give that, me time. In, that in and of itself, <laughs> that in and of itself is interesting. You could, exactly. you could be the one Muslim saying, look, I'm Muslim. I got to be honest with you. It hasn't really affected me that much. And I think that's a... So you're still talking about being exactly. Muslim. I'm talking about being Muslim. But you're but talking it, about, uh, like, I'm, you know... I want, I want, go ahead. I'm sorry, I want to ask a couple questions when you... But. Yeah, so you're talking about the fact that your Muslim experience does not mirror the the average exactly. uh, comedian's sure. Muslim experience. And then even being Indian, you know, there's a lot of comics that... And it's not any shots or anything like that, but a lot of tomic, co- tomics... Comments Comic. talk about their parents, and they use these ethnic voices. But yeah. I'm like, I my parents that. have never gets old. Like, <laughs> my parents have like both have master's degrees, and like both went to like Ivy League. They education. can still have funny ethnic voices. Yeah. Well, your parents but I'm like, were white, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, um, but I'm like, why am I making well, them these caricatures? Like, okay, but do they have the ethnic voice? Of course they do. Can you but, do it? Can you do it? Just do a little bit of it. Okay, but I will, I will do it. <laughs> but wait a shame. You dance, monkey, dance. You pooed him, you motherfucker. Oh, show, 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 I'm doing a documentary on this. Ask you a question. Wait, 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 he he came quick. into Kanabali when of you pooed him. When people see that you're Indian Muslim, it's not as scary as being. Lebanese, Syrian Muslim, or the bobbly happy kind. Of course, you know it's it's so it's not it's not as threatening to an audience. Yeah. when you go now, but you do look like sure uh, potentially like you, Hassan Minaj. You know our dear yeah, friend Hassan friend Minaj. Mine. Absolutely, you look at him and you feel at ease. This is a man that's not, not blowing up shit. He's getting too much pussy. Well, to blow shit. What do you mean? What do you mean by at ease? It's a very good-looking dude that was on the Daily, Daily Show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Does his room a lot. Now, yeah, but he can pass for Puerto Rican. I guess. No, no, no. I he's, don't know. He, he looks Indian, but but he looks oh. like he's definitely from the Indian area. Whereas our friend here, oh. our new friend Amar, looks like he could be Aman. say Amar. I'm Aman. sorry. No, all good. Could be from the Arab world. Could be. Could could be could be African American too. I get a, I get a lot. I get. Anything and everything, and nothing offends me. I'm like, whatever you want to. It's call you me know this. what? It's it's because of the bald head it's the cocoa and, and, and kind of, of like the African American style beard is a little. It's it's kind of it, the bald you, head. Yes, you yes. take it on kind of the look of an African American um, style. It, now I want to ask you a question. Go for it. If you could push a button, alone in your room, and no one would ever know, and if you push this button, 9/11 would have never happened, and all those people's lives would be saved, <laughs> but you would lose all the advantages in your career. Tell the truth. Would you press that button? Wait, Wait. So if I push the button, 9/11 would never happen. All those people, lo- yeah, all those, all those, you're, pa- you're, all those little kids have a daddy. But your career—you're just another fucking. Oh, I'm not nobody. pushing that button. You're not pushing never. the button. No. Wait, you're saying no. Yes. Think of all the great no. Toby Keith songs yes. we would lose. <laughs> you can tweet that out no. and outrage and boycott me. Of course not. No, of course no. you push the button and then you go on tour as the guy that pushed the button. No, no, I said no one could ever know. You don't lose oh. the premise. Yeah. No. Oh, no one can know. No, no, never would push it. No, I'm assuming you're joking, but um... <laughs> no, he's not joking. Well, we don't know if he's joking. He's and not we'll joking. And we'll never know because Wait, the whole you, premise of the of the of the of the hypothetical was that no one would ever know. The point is that he would oh, lose. He would lose. Would you get? Would you give up everything you have here? <laughs> would you push that button? No. You wouldn't but, save two thousand lives <laughs> and the future of. Well, I'd have to say well, I would give up everything and become what? And become what? I don't just uh, a regular uh, you're saying a contractor. <laughs> There's a magic no, button I could push to make sure well, 9-11 there, there, doesn't happen for a questions. second time. There's two questions. It didn't happen. You, you, undo it. Undo it. <laughs> it's one thing to be glad that it happened in a, in, a, in a weird way to be okay that it happened. It's another Nobody's thing. To, glad it's another, it's not glad, but it's one thing to say my life worked out better because it happened. It's another thing to say I'm going to take an active step 
to cause it to happen or to not prevent it from happening. I'm d- what I mean is, I'm. There's always blessings in disguise. I'm not saying 9/11 was a Shame. blessing or anything like that, but I wouldn't but be it where was. I want. <laughs> it had a hell of a silver lining. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Guys, For him and I'm going to be on Joy Reid yeah. tomorrow night, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. <laughs> he benefited, and so did Jeff Dunham's puppets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that Amar is being truthful. Yeah. Come on. I don't believe that either of them are being I truthful. Think you, guys <laughs> you, think, you think he's better than he lets on. You think he would he would I think sacrifice he would, his career to save some stranger's I kids. I think he would have to because otherwise he has to live with that, what? and I don't, I don't believe he could. But you guys think 9-11 is the only thing. People have disliked you know, Muslims forever. No, that's yeah. not yeah. true. That's not uh, true. You don't what do you mean from, that's not true? Not to the yes. level that you could make a career out it, of it. It, it became... Uh, it became more mainstream, yeah. but yes, no, there was a lot of anti-Muslim. Okay, I, I don't believe so. If, I, if you watch like movies from like the 30s, 40s, even like the 80s and 90s, like Executive Decision, um, True Lies, there's all these stereotypes about Muslims way before 9-11. Yes, and then so I, don't, I, don't believe, there. I don't believe the focus on Muslims was strong enough that your career could get a good boost out of it. Yes, there was. Sure. I mean, now the focus after 9/11, everybody's talking about Muslims. What, what is it? What are they? What do they believe? What's the Quran no question. say? Okay, look, everybody's w- interested. All no of a sudden. When I was a kid, I, I actually remember this. You know, when you're in, in school, they give you those little magazines. You, you could choose the books, like for the book club. One of the books I ordered in grammar school was Thousand One Polish Jokes. Like it was such a different world then in terms of what you could get away with ethnically. Yes. Muslims, it started with the PLO. There was kind of like the dark skin, like sure. a te- the terrorist character. But there was not any uh, um, animus uh, by the typical American of like, we shouldn't have Muslims in our country. We're right. worried about Muslims in our country. Do you but not that remember? really started with 9 11. Do you guys not remember the Iron Sheik? Like, he was booed and hated for being a Muslim pro wrestler, and Hulk Hogan beat him because people wanted to see him fail. Well, he was booed because he was Iranian, and that was the whole hostage Uh, crisis thing. I don't think they considered him Muslim. I don't know what the Iron Sheik's religious... uh, uh, I think he's a white... Isn't he a white guy? But that's why I love stand-up. That's why I love stand-up, because stand-up has always been the most democratic art form, and it's been a tool for especially of oppressed people to get up and speak out about it. That's why... For a lot of Jewish people in the 60s and 70s, it was a platform for them, and then for African Americans as well. And so Muslims are just the newest group of oppressed people that have found this art form to speak out about what's been going on, but talk, how tell their own narratives, in- and, and and talk about their lives wait, rather wait, than wait, people wait. telling their stories. You, you think Arabs in this country or around the world are oppressed? Uh, I mean, some of the richest— Oppressed is subjective, for sure. Yes. 100%. I mean, and, and a lot of them are being oppressed by their own leaders, No, too. no question. You know, no so— question. Uh, you know, some of the, the richest people in the fucking world are. Well, that's what I do on stage is I always try to challenge how much, I think there's this new phenomenon, of, I don't know if it's new, but this internal oppression where we perceive to be oppressed so we feel oppressed. You know what I mean? So that guy, oh, that guy gave me a dirty look. What if that guy was just looking at someone else, but I'm perceiving him. Well, so I, I think there's a lot of that. I'm more than perceiving. Well. I'm, I'm hoping. Think. I'm hoping he looked at me because of what I am. Exactly. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I can get really mad. So well, I, I can tweet about it so I can get some followers and I can yeah. go viral with yeah. being really, pulled off an airplane. I really think there should be like an, a TV show about oppression and just have Jews, Muslims, blacks. I, everybody sit and tell their like the bad news bears. stories. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I have another question for you. Sure, go for it. I notice uh, uh, Indian... People mm-hmm. now again. My wife's Indian, so I can say whatever I want. Um, you have a pass. I, 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 have an, I, have a, oh. I have a half Indian, 
Uh, second cousin once removed. You have I don't an Indian-sounding name. So, so you can say whatever you want. Dalsam was my preferred uh, Street Fighter character, so I could say whatever I want. I bought my furniture off a of Craigslist from an Indian guy. <laughs> you guys all get brown passes today. Go for it. So... I noticed quite often they, and it's it came suddenly and and it spread, uh, it propagated and it's ubiquitous. Sure. Referring to themselves as I'm a brown guy. I'm yeah. a brown guy. Yeah, I and, use that too. And yeah, it doesn't make me think of it. And <laughs> it occurred to me number one that when I was growing up and I would see Indian people, I never I regarded if I had to put them on the where I regarded them, they were like just white people who were from in like in Indianish, but white people. I never viewed them in the Minority black Puerto Rican. I know the skin was darker, but I did. I didn't. I wouldn't have separated it that way. And I felt like, and I never saw any anti-Indian bigotry or and no, no Indians need on need not apply or anything. Sure. And I always saw them treated basically like like everyone else. And then I noticed them begin to a little bit wrap themselves up in this brown concept, which to me seemed almost like to try to put themselves as like in that category of black people who really have had this horrible, oppressive history here. And I, I wonder if, I, what you that's feel about that. So I, I see your perspective. I don't think it's so much of that. I know if, I can only speak for myself where a lot of us came from countries that were colonized by the British and Europeans. And so all these borders of like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh are all within the past like 50, 60 years. For centuries, it was all one. So I grew up with like Indians, Pakistanis, Iranians, Middle Easterners. All these different things, all these different backgrounds. So we all kind of see no, ourselves. But the Indians and Pakistanis are the same. That's what I'm saying. You're, but you're not the same as the Iranians. The Indian Pakistanis are the same. But people. to us, we're, our cultures might be different, but we're all the same. We all unify as brown. Uh, so it's not so much of we're just like black people. We have it just as bad or just as difficult or this or that. It was just more like you know what? We're all kind of in this together. So it wasn't necessarily in response or try to say that we got it bad out here, and so we're going to use this. But it was just more about this shared experience where people. We grew up in towns where you're either white or black or Hispanic, and then other. We're Asian Pacific Islanders on, on the SAT bubble. So brown was kind of like a rallying cry for all of us. That's interesting. And that's how, he, how okay. it, it wasn't that's necessarily That's a very good explanation. Yeah. My, my dislike for Indians started <laughs> Let's hear it. when I played, you know, because I played a lottery, and they would always fuck up my numbers. Like, I would say 628, and they would say 638. <laughs> now I got to play 638 in case it comes out. You know what I mean? So as long as they don't repeat my numbers and just do them, then I have no, no animosity. If that's your only issue, then we're good. That's yeah. all the truth. Have <laughs> yeah, you ever booked uh, from uh, Expedia? Uh, I use Kayak. Oh, Kayak. Have you, well, have, have you ever called like tech support and found yourself in India? So I actually and had, had this my cousin. stress in your stomach because you know you're in for a nightmare scenario. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, man, don't embarrass us. Don't embarrass us. Don't oh, embarrass. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, don't, don't embarrass us. Don't embarrass us. Like, don't screw this up. 100%. I always find it weird when they use, like, American names and they're like, this is Bob. Just be yourself. Exactly. Who are you fooling? No, I always take, especially, like, when a cab driver, like, goes by and especially an Indian cab driver, like, passes me, I take that shit personally. I'm like, yo, Gandhi would not, like, stand for this. Like, what are you doing? Like, we're supposed to be in this together. When a cab driver and I passes by me, I take that so Personally, it's an Indian cab driver. Yeah, Indian cab driver. Well, he he thinks you're African American. That's exactly what it is. Like, come on, man, I'm just like you. We're all brown. Listen, cabs cabs will go by white people too, but not not nearly the same numbers. But you never know. I always wanted to see a documentary about like how certain ethnicities monopolize certain things, like how the Asians got the laundromats and Indians got Dunkin' Donuts and convenience stores. Subway, Subway. 
also, it is fascinating. Uh, also, I mean, I'm not trying to be racist, no, no, but it is basically like, you how see it, is, it a lot. But you're doing perfectly well. The, the thanks. Hotel. There's actually been documentaries <laughs> you're about natural. this. Basically what happened, I'm born in Florida. You this know. is with any ethnic group. One ethnic group comes to this country, finds a way to be successful, and they tell their friends and family, hey, come on over. This is So in the 60s and 70s, the Greeks, especially throughout New Jersey, were like, diners. hey, diners. Like, we're going to run diners. Like, yeah. Let's all come and yeah. do diners. And then, but there must be something cultural, though. I mean, I would imagine to precipitate that, or was it a completely random choice? It's purely a hustle. It's purely a hustle. Like, this is an easy income stream. Let's bring people over. Let's what bring about the Indian love of hotelery? It's another, again, it's another easy income stream. Like, my uncle that runs a hotel, he got people jobs and said, hey, why don't you come over? I can put you to work. And everybody kind of helps each other. Well, even awesome. total strangers. Even Dunkin' Donuts. And this is what I heard. I think it's true. You can't buy one. You have to buy three. So now... <laughs> you got to bargain. You course. have to buy three of them. Three franchises, you mean? Yeah. You got to buy in bulk. Uh, yeah, you got to buy... Now, that's what I heard. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. quote. <laughs> no, <laughs> wait, look it up. Can I just correct? I, I, can, I, can I say it quick and it could sound wrong? I know that blacks have trouble getting cabs. <laughs> I, I, of course. I didn't mean to... But it could have been taken wrong. What I'm saying is that in a lot of these things, uh, it... it, it, it Many times in my life, something has happened to me, sure. either with the cops or with a cab, whatever it is. And I've said, I've even said on the radio, like, if I had been black, there'd be no fucking way you'd ever convince me that didn't happen to me because I was black. But it happened to me. And, and, I, and I always, you know, I always notice those things. So I always try to tell people in any specific incident, you know, you don't, you don't really know what's in someone's right. heart. If it yeah. happens to you 30 times, doesn't happen to me at all. Yeah, you know something's now, going Am on. Amon, you say you've been doing, is it Amon or Amar? Amon. 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 Yeah, I said that. Um, you got it right the first time. You've been doing comedy 12 years. Yes, indeed. Well, I haven't uh, seen you before. Because you don't go anywhere. <laughs> I haven't done this room, but I've done other ones. I, I usually do the moth. I'm more of a storyteller, so that's all a right, platform all that right, I really it. like. Um, where else? Comic Strip Live, I do that room a lot. Stand of New York, we were just talking about from? that earlier. New Jersey? Uh, I'm from Ohio, but I live here in Manhattan now. Oh, okay. Is it the comic strip or comic strip live? What, what is I the, well, what is it's the live? comic strip. Yeah, right? I think it started off as a comic strip. Then in the 80s, there was a show called The Comic Strip Live. Yes. I was told, according to the rumor, they changed it to The Comic Strip Live so people would think it was affiliated with the show. Yes. Or it wasn't even really uh, affiliated I with the show. I don't think Not so. Uh, I don't believe That's so. bad karma. Was, I guess they karma, right? Of it was taped <laughs> at the Laugh Factory in LA. It was, okay. It was taped at, and it was called Comic Strip Live, taped at the Laugh Factory, and the host, I remember back then, whatever, Mulrooney was one of the hosts. Uh, but yeah, anyhow. So, no, but. Uh, yeah, no one's seen you. How do? We, <laughs> can you do ten minutes right now? No. Just put me on the spot. Let's go for it. Um, but no, I kind of go all over. I like. I think I've evolved as a comic. Um, I'm not more of like a bit punchline joke person. I'm a storyteller, and so I need 15, 20 minutes to like flush out a story and this or that. And so Aye. to do like a room with like. We're aware. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> to do a room with like eight comics and only do like ten minutes, I can do that. Just fine, but my comfort, what I enjoy is like rooms where I can really get weird and tell stories. And that's why the comics that I like growing up, you know, Cosby was one of my favorite. Um, CK is obviously a great one. Who are that? <laughs> just, and I didn't yeah. even know they were comedians. But that's what I'm saying is people that tell amazing stories that even if you're not laughing, you're still entertained. What do you think, what do you think about the whole Louis CK thing? He was a little pervy, but like doesn't take away from the fact that the man is a genius. He got a little horny and sad. Einstein was a genius. He's a great comic. That's what I'm saying. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And yeah, he was a little pervy and creepy, but like, I'm not condoning it, 
But does that mean that his entire like legacy should be no? We don't think, think so. Thrown well, away? I don't. Of course, I wish he'd come back and want to say he's on the Mount he Rushmore. Will be, he will be back. Wait, what do you think well, he'll I, be back? Heard, I read he was hanging out here recently. He's, he comes to dinner. He likes a steak, but he hasn't gone on. What do you Wait, think? Aziz what, went on recently here. Aziz got no. cheered, cheered, but he's brown. What What do you think? Uh, <laughs> what do you and think? And also, Aziz is most people. Uh, are on Aziz's side on the whole Aziz controversy. It's a lot less controversial what he did sure. than what Louis did. It was none of anybody's fucking business what happened with Aziz. It was no. an outrage what happened to Aziz. He didn't even do anything wrong. Right. It's his private date. Uh, what What do you think will happen if Louis goes on, Mike? They'll go nuts. I think you know it'll take a while. Um, I think I don't think be, it'll take that long. I think there will be certain people that you know. I think in the room, the immediate reaction, the surprise of it will be interesting. People want to just be a part of something that in their minds is historical. Um, but then I think that you will have different thoughts of positive and negative, and I think they'll be valid. You know, if people don't want to see him again, I understand. And if people do want to see him again, I get that too. And well, I, At the end of the know, day, I, if you're I, funny, you're, you're funny. You could take... Look at, look at Dice when they hated him, when he was sure. on SNL and Sinead O'Connor boycotted, and it didn't stop him. He still, at that time, was selling out. MSG, if Louis C.K. Yeah. booked the Garden tomorrow, it would uh, be sold, sold out, out like that's that. Different. Those people buying tickets to see him. I'm wondering if he went on. I think if he went on the seller, people would go nuts. And they'd be cheering him. They'd destroy him. Yes. Yes. I, don't, I don't. I mean, the, there might be a couple of people that walk out. You, you just never know. And, and there's always a possibility that somebody will yell out, Rapist! It, it, Not it rapist. Be, what, whatever that, but well, they might yell it out. I mean, people, per, per, people perceive it that way. So also, you don't think he's writing stuff about what happened? Of course he, he is. He's brilliant enough. When he comes back, he's going to come back with an hour about this. In my opinion, probably, about the probably whole thing, probably will. and it's going to be brilliant. Sure. And you're going to go, oh, fuck, that's funny. We see his side yeah, of the but, story. But if you spring him on a crowd here at the cellar, there's, there, it's possible that somebody is going to say something or walk out. You may it's say this. Well, that happens every... That's always going to happen. But like... But, but your, at your shows, but... No. There, 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 <laughs> the, the, the danger is there. I, you know, somebody wrote... There was a, there's a comedy club uptown that had a picture of Louis C.K. on the wall. And somebody, a customer, defaced it. You know, uh, Louis does provoke a certain uh, anger so. in There's certain people, and if you bring him on stage here, uh, yeah, certainly okay, something could happen. I think happen. a vast majority what? of people have completely not, forgotten. Not, about. A majo- not a majority, but so you know, every night, every sli- night, slightly, slightly nervous. E- um, every night, bit. every night in the Village Underground, we show that slideshow of all the comedians, right? And Louis's sure. picture goes up like three different times. Okay, not once has anybody in the audience cheered out, made a noise, said boo, nothing. Okay. Not one. Doesn't mean yeah. some people aren't feeling that though. So, you know, it's, of course, you know, out of ten thousand people, somebody might will eventually walk out or get. But I think in general, no. I, I think also they know those nobody, are old I clips. Just, I, I guess they could say you didn't pull them out. I don't think anybody. I, like, do, I just do think that is the thing that gets lost in freedom of speech. That like, if he wants to go back up or whatever, okay. But then it's like, let's not just condemn the people that are upset about that. No, I'm not condemning them. Yeah. Well. I am condemning them, but I, they have a right to be. I don't. I don't take their well, right to be. Well, I'm just saying what, what will happen when he goes on here, and it'll be interesting. I'd like to be there his first night back. Please uh, hit me up with a text if you wouldn't mind My, knowing when he's here. See, the, the thing I, is, I'll tell, I can tell why I condemn them because where were where where were these? People who feel so deeply when Mike Tyson was on Broadway. Some of them were also complaining then. Were they? Yeah. I didn't hear anybody. I didn't hear any. I didn't see anybody well, walking out of Mike Tyson's well, Broadway. You probably show. don't follow their feet. 
<laughs> you do? Also, too. Yeah. All right. I, t- I stand corrected. Also, yeah. too, Louie went down during the major part of when Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. And they fucking lumped him in with that. Did, yeah. Which was bullshit. Whoever the second guy was was going to get hit hard. I mean, look, I, I wrote on that cartoon show, so I have a, you know, personal relationship. And it's complicated, you know. But I think that you you were on the show with, the, with one of the the, that the, the one with uh, Albert Brooks, yeah. And but, and Louis was this is one of the events that happened with Louis and it was on that show. Well, he was no. I'm saying like I when you know it got canceled. Oh, because of, because of, I see. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Because Louis was the producer. What? Which? Well, he was the, the star and producer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And you know, so I Lord knows I've I've thought a lot about this, and I think that. It is like a very difficult subject, and I think you have to take everybody's thoughts into consideration. And you know, if clubs want to put them up again, that's their right. And if what people are upset no. and want to walk out, then good for them. Well, I would invite everybody to listen to our podcast where we interviewed the lady from the New York Times, Melina Rizik, Melina Rizik, who who wrote the Louis C.K. story, and uh, and and I think that podcast really showed that she had more of an agenda. Rather than being, a, and her agenda was not to be a journalist, it was to make the case against Louis C.K. And she purposely left out very important facts that a journalist would have put in. And I think that some people uh, don't actually even have the right factual basis. But just the act hey, judge. Correct me if I'm wrong, that story had been sitting around for years, but a lot of editors like, okay, who else can we get? Like, well, I'll give you a little example of it. So the, the, the story that was sitting around for years that was in Gawker was that Louis, you know, that these girls came back to his room, he started masturbating, and then he blocked the door and wouldn't let them out. Now that sounds horrifying. So I asked the lady from the New York Times, did you ask them if Louis blocked the door? Because the rumor was that he blocked the door. That would be a real crime. Even I would be like, that's terrible. And she's like, yeah, I asked them. Did he block the door? No, he didn't. Why didn't she write that in the article? I didn't think it was relevant. Oh, wow. This did is they, true. Right? They, Dan, am I lying? It sounds right. I have to go back and review the yeah, tape. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she didn't She didn't. She didn't. think it was worth writing. It a was, key fact that everybody would want to know. If it's good for him, no. We're leaving it out. It wasn't relevant for her agenda. That's right. That's right. And, and also, too, they, even if he locks the door, they can't. He's not going to get up. You can't fight no, no. somebody and jerk off at the same yeah, time. But if you block the door. <laughs> you can't do it. If you, if you yeah. block the door, somebody's yeah. trying to leave. Yeah. That's in a whole nother ball game in terms yeah. of, of, of an act. That's kidnapping almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, like, uh, that would be uh, unlawful uh, something or other. I, I said so. My, my daughter, oh. full-grown daughter, look, Dad, I was hanging out with this guy until the bars closed. And we went back to his room to smoke pot. And then he tried to do something sexual. I'd be, sweetheart, what do you want? And then he blocked the door and wouldn't let me leave. I'm like, you're going to call the cops right now. Yeah. But he was Louis C.K. Oh, well, let's fly. (laughs) If that happened to my daughter, I'd go, you're 10. Why were you in a hotel room? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aman, what do you feel about... Louis C.K. again. (laughs) And then I'd ask, does he need an opener? (laughs) (laughs) What what do you feel about this whole thing with the Apu? I think it's the Apu from see, The Simpsons. There was a documentary out about it. Right. Did you see Hank Azaria on Colbert last no, night? No, I didn't see so it. So he basically said, you know what? I think this is more... Because the, the documentary is not so much about Apu. Mm-hmm. It's more about representation of people of color yeah. in Hollywood. Hollywood has always been maybe five to ten years behind in terms of our culture and where we are as a society. So it's more so about that. So I love the documentary. Hari's brilliant. Good friend of mine. Like, really cool dude. Um, it wasn't so much of, oh, take The Simpsons off the air or kick a poo off. It's just more like, no, if you're going to have this character, 
have people that can speak to that person's experience. So he's not Why? a two-dimensional character. What? They don't. They, I mean, they have so many like old Jewish characters. It's been a staple of sitcoms. It's, uh, even nobody has an issue with him on the show. It's the issue is nobody's writing about his experience, so he's seen as a caricature. Okay, well, but, 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 but Homer is a, a dumb idiot, immoral. Uh, Mo is a an amoral character. Like all the white characters are horrible people too. Right. Actually, Apu is probably like, morally but you better than they are. Right. But there's other there's other narratives uh, of, of, of people from different cultures. Uh, like Mr. Bachigaloop. Remember Mr. Bachigaloop in the Abbott and Costello show? Nah. And like, you know, I'm saying, oh, 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 the only exposure. And for example, growing yeah, up, the only exposure that people had to brown people in entertainment was Apu. That's the only perception. So growing up, I was called a poo. I was called, hey, buy well, me a squishy, do this or that. I wasn't offended by it, but I was like, it was getting exhausting. But, but Dude, do you have any other jokes? But like, as I said, well, as I said, though, all the white characters, most of the white characters, Krusty the Clown, the sole Jewish character, except, of course, for uh, Kenny Brocklestein or Ken Brockman, uh, Krusty the Clown is a horrible uh, uh, hacky, greedy but individual. There's 300 other shows where there's different white people, there's different cultures. Yeah, but it's not the Simpsons' job to help young Indian people feel good about themselves. It's jo their job to make people laugh. I'm going to go. I'm going to support him. But I think you can Mike, do both. Mike. I saw the documentary and. Look, there, there are things I liked about it. Sure, I and disagree. Harry's yeah. a friend of mine. Sure. I think that. It is. It does make a valid point. Like he is less upset about The Simpsons and more upset about all of media not including them at all. And when no one else is including him, and the only show that does is, and he's not a moral high ground. He like right. you know sells expired meat, all sorts of stuff like that. So I mean, he's as questionable as everyone else. Right. Sure, they're all questionable. But for but me, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, the other thing, the one thing that I did disagree with the documentary a little bit is going after Hank Azaria yeah. specifically I agree. because he I agree. seems more like, you know, it's not his fault, an accessory, right. but not the actual problem. Look, I, I, I think I think everybody's got to be realistic, um, and I don't I, that when you are a small number of an ethnic group, which is relatively new to a society, you're kind of an oddity and a novelty sure. and. And you're saying he should be happy just to be included. No, I'm not saying he should be happy just to be I'm not saying that at all. A I'm small saying, group of people from a country with 1.1 billion people. I, I'm sure. saying that if, if we went to, if, 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 if I went to China and I became, I mean, of course, you, I would not expect them to portray white people in their movies sure. as less than a caricature. I would understand. R Ricky Ricardo and I Love Lucy show all the jokes were about his, sure. can't speak English, about his Spanish jokes. It was not... Uh, mean-spirited and and yes of course i i would like to see people happy and treated well and not as a novelty but i'm no. saying part of it is just you you can't expect a small number of a of a very different ethnic group to just spring on the scene sure. and expect everybody to pretend oh they're you know i, I find out I, I don't, don't get think, any of the jokes i don't or, think one bit that the simpsons was racist or anything like that's a word i don't like to throw around but I and, I and I understand what you're saying when there's a new novelty, things like that. But the oh, Simpsons has been on millionaire. You but know, Sim Simpsons has been on for 30 years, so it's more about yo. Like, what else are you going to give me in terms of funny? Like, you're going to keep going back to this. But we keep stereotype. laughing at that. Apu, it's so funny. <laughs> but I was like, I want to see more than that. So again, it's not so much about the Simpsons. It's more. And so for me, I'm like, people complain about Seinfeld. He didn't have any black characters. But what I'm saying is, instead of whining, complaining, I'm like, let's just create our own stuff. That's and that's right. what's now happening. Now like, we're Aziz is creating stuff. Hassan's doing his stuff. Like I'm doing my stuff. My friends are doing. And stuff like instead of just bashing, 
I don't want The Simpsons off the air. I don't want Hank Azaria fired. I'm just like, okay, let them do that. They win Emmys. They're talented. I love the show. I watch the show. Okay. Let me but, just create let, our own let me, thing. Put, let me put the question to you another way. Is there any group of people who gets offended at these type of things, who doesn't actually laugh at the very same type of thing when it's a different ethnic group, which is being kind of cheese. Most of the people well, we all find it sure. funny. It's funny. If it's something that's funny, make it's fun funny. Of the white you guy, make... make fun of the Japanese guy. The Japanese guy will not like it when it's a Japanese. You gotta have a little sense of humor. Sure. That's all I'm you saying. You gotta be able to take a joke. I yeah. agree with you a thousand percent. It's not mean. If something's funny, it's funny. I don't take it from a mean-spirited place. If if you're funny, you're funny. Like, I'm gonna laugh. If an I, was, Asian... I was laughing yeah. at... at uh, uh, Emmanuel Macron speaking. Uh, did you see him speaking in front of Congress? The French uh, president. Yeah. His English was tremendous. He he said he wanted to say a unique jest, but he said a eunuch jest. You know, like <laughs> somebody somebody with no penis, yeah. no balls. You know, I mean, he, but it was a lot of stuff like that. It was hysterical. Okay, we are out of I time. invite our listeners to listen to Macron's address to uh, Congress. Is it Macron or something? Well, Mac I, I'm not sure. I'm a Family Guy. Anyhow, listen. You mean the show Family Guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's no. a great show. Anyway, uh, and when yeah, I say things like this, I was like, I don't want to be insensitive to some... No, I don't think you're being insensitive. I don't think you're being insensitive one bit. But, like, I heard so many old Jewish characters growing yeah. up. You know, I never... Now, we, we, the, the thing about Jewish characters, the one thing is we, in our hearts, we kind of know, like, okay, there's probably a Jew that wrote that, so we're less going to be and less a offended Jew that's by playing it. it. And there's other yeah. narratives... The, the issue is this was the only narrative for 30 or 40 years Well, I could, was a poo from The Simpsons. I can understand why in the Indian community is upset by that, but I, 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 but I don't think The Simpsons is, is, is to blame or, not. Is, or is no. morally culpable. For the sure. Simpsons and been I on agree. for 30 years? Yeah, and I think years. it's a number. Tracy Ullman, I mean, 1987, 31. Yeah, wow. I stopped watching it probably 10 years so ago. So the, the documentary is more about Hollywood yeah. um, and how it hasn't evolved with this narrative as opposed to just bashing the Simpsons or this or that. Yes, the documentary called The Problem with the Pooh might be a little problematic, okay. um, we, but we, we have the to content, go. yeah. yeah. On, well, we, have to go. we are. We look, we can we, always go a little bit longer. Sign off. No, we can't. Uh, sign off, Dan. Uh, uh, listen to right. My Wife Hates Me podcast on Riotcast. My Wife Hates Me. You know, you're working for Robert Kelly. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, watch the Emmanuel Macron video on YouTube. Also, I'm at, at DanNatterman.com on Twitter. Mike? I'm at the Mike Lawrence on Twitter. Uh, Aman Ali on Facebook and Twitter. How do you spell it? A M A N. Last name is Ali. A L I. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night.